G'day everyone, this is Rita Joyan and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. Our topic for today is which career should you have? Which career should you have? Now, I want to preface this by saying that as I've coached people over time, one of the main questions that I get asked is, what do you think I should do? What career do you think I should pick? What passion do you think I should pursue? And my answer is the same to every single individual is that I don't know. You have to work that out for yourself. There's something called the passion process that is for free and you can go and work that out for yourself. It's at unboxyourgift.com. It's free to download. You can just go on there and download what your passion is. It will take you through the steps to work that out. But my, the reason why I don't ever tell anyone what passion they should pursue is because how I interpret the world, how I've seen the world is very different to how you've interpreted, how your neighbors interpreted, how your fathers interpreted, how your mothers interpreted, how your colleagues interpreted. And what I feel, my lens through the way I see the world is it's a completely different lens to how you see the world. And so if I if I like push my thinking on you, it doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy the, the career, the passion that I nominate just because I'm saying it or anyone else's. That's why the process called the passion process has been created in such a way that you need to dig deep within you. You've got to sink into your own heart. And don't, I'm not getting a woo-woo. I'm getting really like genuine, authentic here. You need to sink into your own heart and work out what it is that's going to speak to you. Nobody else has lived your life the way you have and seen the things the way you did. Even if you put, this is why I say all the time, even if you have two twins and they have the same parents, they have the same experiences, they have the same upbringing, yet they will have different opinions about their own like exact life experiences. I have a friend who's a twin and she says to me that, uh, she's one of, you know, obviously one of two twins. And she says to me, you know, I really just wanted all my life. I just wanted my birthday to myself. You know, it was nice having my twin sister, but you know, there are times when I just wanted to celebrate my birthday on my own and just have all the attention on me as a kid. And then her twin sister says, oh, I loved having my birthday as a, as a twin. I just loved sharing the experience and knowing that there was someone else with me all the time. You know, she never wanted the spotlight just on her. So my point is, one set of twins, same experience, but completely different interpretation. And so you can imagine something like your passion, how that becomes like ever, ever much so more different, more complicated. And that's why you looking within yourself is going to give you much bigger, greater, brighter results than anyone else saying, here's what I think you should do. Um, now, there are times when someone can tell you that how depending on how well they know you and how well you trust them. But the passion process is being constructed in a way that allows you to just trust in yourself. As much as you may have uh, been reliant on other people's opinion, passion and the pursuit of it and turning that into a profession is a very personal experience. It's a very, it's an experience that encourages personal development, personal growth, um, which is what, we all crave for at the end of the day, when you get bored, it's really what you're craving for is, you know, a challenge, personal development, growth in yourself. And that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to get you into and gain insight into yourself. So sight is what you see with your eyes. Insight is what you see with your heart. And that's the process of the passion process. So when it comes to what, which career should you have, it really depends on your level of how, of how comfortable you are with getting uncomfortable. 
what career you will you will nominate and what choices you will make have available for yourself what opportunities you will pursue and what opportunities that you will um be on the lookout for is really determined by how comfortable you'll get with being uncomfortable here's what i mean i'm currently reading a book uh, by Angela Duckworth, who is a psychologist, and her book is called Grit, Why Passion and Resilience Are the Secrets to Success. And it's a really good book. And one of the I just want to make a, a quote, a particular passage. And that is that um, if you experience adversity, something pretty potent, that you overcome on your own during your youth, you develop a different way of dealing with adversity later on. It's important that the adversity be pretty potent because these brain areas really have to wire together in some fashion and that doesn't happen with just minor inconveniences. Just telling somebody they can overcome adversity isn't enough. For the rewiring of the brain to happen, you have to activate the control circuitry at the same time as those, as those low-level areas. That happens when you experience mastery at the same time as adversity. Okay, now let me explain that. I have an acquaintance, a friend of mine, who as a child, uh, her, her mother died and her father remarried. And it's, it's like that classic stereotypical scenario where the father remarried and married a woman that was not very nice to my friend. Basically treated her really terribly. Uh, treated her really, really badly. And, uh, you know, you can imagine she had to do things that she had stepbrothers and sisters. She had to basically wait on them. She had to wash their clothes. She had to, you know, just be like pretty much a slave for the household. And basically when this stepmother was being very horrible to this friend of mine, she just kind of took it in, took it in, took it in. She didn't even have access to a book. She didn't even have access to a role model or someone of how to overcome or how to, you know, control her own emotions. And so to survive in that environment, she learned to become very submissive. And now as an adult, she is even more submissive. In other words, people find that she's a pushover and people can walk all over her. And that's very sad because she's like an, an amazing, a beautiful human being. It's just, as a young child, she just didn't learn. No, like there was no resource around her to teach her how to gain control of herself, which is what this book is saying. She didn't learn how to take control and actually overcome that situation. Not in terms that she could manage her sister, her um, stepmother, but just how to manage her own emotions. So she could. No, but there was no one to tell her this is how to overcome it, or this is what you can do to, you know, you know, keep your own integrity or dignity intact. She didn't have that, and so. If you take an experience like that, what happens in adulthood, which is what the book is saying, is that you learn to just be submissive, that whatever happens to your life, you take it on. It's called, in psychology, learned helplessness. You be learn to become helpless because you never were taught how to overcome the challenges or how to have control of your own emotion of yourself to have an opportunity to overcome the challenges. So you become learned helpless. And so what happens is that um, you put this, another person the same experience, which is what the book is saying. If you take another person who might have had the same experience but learned somehow through a book, through a guardian, through uh, an example, through a teacher, through some way, they learned how to overcome that obstacle. They learned how to master or not master but how to 
pushback, not pushback as in be rude, but pushback as in just not be, not feel helpless in some way. And then what happens is when that person who get, learns how to not become helpless in that situation in their adulthood, they, get, they now understand they've built the grit to be able to overcome other challenges in their life because they learned to do it unconsciously or in some way as a child. So what they're saying is that as a child, if you've had adversity and that you've learned somehow by some way to overcome or to learn how to stand tall, in face of that, then you will learn how to stand tall in face of challenges as an adult. But if a child, if you haven't, then you become learned helpless and then you repeat that pattern as an adult. Now, when it comes to a career, what career you should have, does that mean that, well, if you're in the situation where you didn't learn those skills as a child, does that mean you're helpless now as an adult? Absolutely not. What that means now as an adult is that you now need to put yourself in a position where you're going to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. In other words, you need to seek situations where you can overcome challenges. So if you recall back um, a few episodes ago, I did a uh, experiment. It was by an experiment that was uh, given by Tim Ferriss. And he said that if you go to 10 coffee shops and if you ask for a 10% discount on coffees or teas or any beverage that you order, just ask the question. The point is not to get a 10% discount. The point is to ask the question and get comfortable with asking the question and get comfortable with the feelings that comes up for you. And that's an example of how you overcome challenges because what career you should have completely depends on not what passion you have, not whether you have the resources, but how likely you are to get comfortable being uncomfortable, how likely you are to push back when it gets hard. Are you going to be helpless in the face of a challenge, like the face of a challenge is in, well, what if someone says you're too old or you're too young or you're not good enough or someone makes a comment that, you know, hurts your feelings or what someone says to you that oh, you're not worth it or you feel that you're not worth it or you feel that you can't do it. Those are feelings, those are beliefs. And if you just say that, okay, well, that's the truth, then that's a helpless feeling. But those who overcome it through putting the, themselves in a situation like the coffee experiment, they will learn how to push back. So when I did the coffee experiment, I went to 10 coffee shops and I asked for a 10% discount. You bet your bottom dollar. I was very uncomfortable. I did like, I literally was like going up to the counter going, hi, can I have a, um, this is what I ask for usually. Can I please have in a takeaway cup, a small extra hot uh, mocha with half the chocolate. <laughs> if that's not complicated enough. And they go, okay, yes. Anything else? And I go, ah, uh, yeah. Can I get a 10% discount on that please? And they'd look at me go, why? And I'd be like, just because I'd really appreciate it if you would give me a 10% discount. And they were like, and then the nice ones would go, okay. <laughs> then the well ones that weren't so, and it would, I would be like, mind you, I'd be like sweating, uncomfortable, like, oh my God, I don't want to ask this question. And all I've got to do is ask it. I don't have to get the 10% discount. The point is not to get the discount. The point is to ask the question and just get over that feeling of discomfort. Then one of them, I, I went to um, ask for the discount. One coffee shop said to me, um, but why do you want one? I said, because I'd really appreciate it. And then, yeah, but why? I'm like, when, you know, in, my, in my head, I'm like, can you just say yes or no and get on with it? And they'd be like, but why? And I'm like, look, it's a Friday. I'm just asking for it. If you don't ask, you don't get. And she's like, um, Okay, and then she's like, Matt, which is her manager, Matt, I'm this late, this is girl's like asking for a 10% discount. Like, what, what do I do? 
Matt's like, Matt comes over to the register and goes, um, what is it? And she goes, she's asking for a 10% discount. And Matt's like, looks at me, the manager, Matt. Uh, and I know his name because she calls out Matt. The manager looks at me and goes, um, why do you want a 10% discount? And I'm like, because I'd really appreciate it. In my head, I'm going, this is getting bigger than Ben-Hur because I'd really appreciate it. And he's like, but why? I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, this is just going to. And I'm like about to just crack up going, guys, this is like, I'm like, oh, but keep it cool, Rita, keep it cool. This is an experiment. I can't say that this is an experiment. And I'm just trying, you can't do that. You just got a straight face. And then um, he says to me, Matt says to me, the manager says to me, are you homeless? And I'm like, um, and then the girl, the girl next to him, she goes to him, she doesn't look homeless. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my goodness. I am just like, oh my God. So totally feeling uncomfortable. But the fact that I stayed in that moment helps me in the next round of events, right? Because I, I, you know, I, I kind of sort through those feelings. So next time I have a problem with speaking up or I don't want to say something, I think to myself, do I want to go to a coffee shop and ask for a 10% discount? No, I don't. So I'm just going to speak up in this moment because otherwise I've got to put myself in a situation where I need to face the challenge. Can you get what I'm getting right, right now? And the point is that you need to be able, <laughs> funny enough as it is, you need to be able to put yourself in situations where you're comfortable with getting uncomfortable because that's how you defy learned helplessness. That's how you stand in the face of being helpless, either in your own thinking or the challenges that life or society or your passion throw at you. It's the only way as adults. And just because it didn't, maybe you didn't learn as a child doesn't mean that the game's up, doesn't mean you're helpless now. It does not mean it. Thank God there is a way in which we can defy learned helplessness as adults, thank God. Because the brain, remember, is neuroplastic. The brain, it has its own way of changing. The scientists once upon a time, and this is by Norman Deutsch, Dr. Norman Deutsch, uh, in his book, The Brain's Way of Healing Itself. He said that once upon a time, the scientists believed that the brain was like a computer, that whatever was programmed, that was going to be it to the day that you died. It's no longer the case. Scientists now know for a fact that the brain rewires itself at any age. The brain rewires itself at any age, not by me saying it, by Dr. Norman Deutsch and hundreds of other doctors backing that science up in his book. I don't know if it's hundreds, but many other doctors backing up in his book, The Brain's Way of Healing. And so my point is that if you and I weren't, we didn't have those resources as young because, well, other people didn't know around us. As adults, the way we defy learned helplessness is we go and put ourselves in a situation that's safe, obviously, situations that are safe, but teach us how to gain control of our own emotions, how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That If we're feeling something uncomfortable, like the coffee experiment, we get very comfortable. And that, how does this relate to the career? That is how the career changes. That's how new evolutions of our passion changes. That's how, what career we should have. The horizon for what's available changes for us. Because once we can put ourselves in a situation like that where we defy learned helplessness, then our ability to pursue something changes. What we pursue changes. What we believe we can pursue, what career we think we're good at can, we can pursue. It, all, it changes the whole equation, like front and centre. It just changes the whole thing. And I wanted to specifically share that because 
I think it's just of primary importance. I think it's primary importance because when I get the question, when I get asked that question, what career do you think I should do? My first port of call is, I don't know. Go do the passion process. And then the next challenge becomes, once you find your passion, the next, the next question, the next challenge you're going to have is, can I do it? Am I good enough? Am I young enough? Am I old enough? Uh, do I know enough? All those am I enough comes in the equation. And that's when you now need to defy helpless thinking, learned helplessness. And now you need to go into getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And when you do that, new opportunities that you didn't even think about, new career capacities that you didn't know were available start to show itself to you only because you've opened yourself up. And then there, there's a new frontier available to both you and I. There's a new frontier opened up because we were able to defy our own limitations. So I wanted to share that with you guys because I believe that that's the, that's the real answer to what career you should have. There's no one can answer that for you except yourself because you live in a world where you are constantly changing, evolving, uh, refining yourself, you know, sculpting your skull, sculpting your mind, sculpting your body, sculpting your outlook, transforming. And as such, only you can answer that. And there are tools to help you. So it's, you're not like you're alone. The tools of the passion process, the tools of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, the tool of defying learned helplessness. Those are tools that if you deploy in your own mind and your own life as I am, in the background, not only in your career, but in the background of your career, like what are you doing in your private time? How are you showing up in your private time? How are you defying it in your private time? Like are you asking for a 10% discount at least to 10 coffee shops that you go to? And just getting comfortable being, when you do those, those things, you get to upskill, uplevel in a way that the new frontier of what careers are available get to show up. And that's more exciting because now you get to nominate and you get to build greater trust in yourself. And then trust just allows more opportunity to open up because when you trust yourself, you're not kind of thinking, can I do it? Can I not do it? Because you've built the trust in yourself and you know, you've done it before. So therefore you can have a go and try it again. So that's where I wanted to leave with that guys, which career you should, should you have, you should have the career that you're open to right now, the career that's open to you right now. And that's thank God. It's only limited by your level of personal growth, of personal development, of personal challenge. And thank God for that, that our brain is neuroplastic. Thank God that we can defy our learned helplessness as adults. And thank God we have the opportunity to turn a passion into a profession. So wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift. He's a perfect way of unboxing it. Catch you soon.